0: You,
1: are you okay there, do. Had a little itch there. This episode of <laughs> Says Who is made possible by you through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who, our Patreon, where pretty much every Sunday we're back. We're back on track. You get me and Maureen all over again. Cause you if you give it the five or ten dollar a month level, you get it the little thing that we call the town watch. That's a whole nother episode of Says Who. Cause you know, why not? You get me and Maureen all over again. If you give it that $10 a month level, you also get a sticker in the mail every month because you become a member of the Says Who sticker club. And they are all great. They are all great. Patreon.com slash says who.
0: Dan, I've got a question for you. Have you heard about books?
1: I've heard. I've heard about books. I have, have you
0: heard about books? Have you heard about books? There's these the little things. You should take a look. You can read a story and go to another place. To take the little book and you stick it in your face, you got books tell you stories. They take you on a little trip, they take you on a trip to somewhere else so you don't have to be in this reality. Hey, everybody, grab a book. I write them, you you read them. Here's one, here's one, here's one, here's one. Yeah, what is that
1: face? (laughs) That's my amazed face. (laughs) That was my amazed face. Maureen writes books. You can buy them a lot of places. You can buy them on the internet at, you know, your normal spots. Or you could go to kickbezosintheballs.org, which is our own little bookshop where we sell, get it, books. We have them there, too. If you are also buying things on the internet, you can mosey on over to merch.sayswhopodcast.com, where we sell Says Who merchandise. All kinds. Great stuff. And including... Because spooky season is upon us. Don't forget, we have a whole bunch of says boo stuff. Boo. Sweatshirts, t-shirts, mugs, whatever you need. We've got it in our spooky selection of says boo merchandise. Also, if you're buying things on the internet, you can go over to shop.dansinker.com where I sell two patches. That's right. Patches.
0: I need to get one of those patches.
1: Now I can just send you one.
0: I haven't got, oh, I nice. really, I keep meeting. Do you sew them on? I like on? friends. What? Are they sew-ons?
1: They they have an iron-on backing, but oh, great. Uh, I prefer to do an iron-on and then a little whip stitching around them just to keep them on good.
0: I've decided to learn to sew.
1: Sewing rules.
0: Yeah, I just want to learn to
1: sew. That's a great, you know what that is? That is a great fall winter project is what yeah. that is. Learning to sew, you're indoors, and you can create all sorts of things. I love sewing.
0: Because I saw a fabric. So Liberty, make, Liberty London makes amazing fabrics and they, they're famous for them. Mm-hmm. And they have patterns going back for decades. And they brought this one back from the 70s. That is the most like glam rock, early 70s, amazing pattern. And I was like, I just want to buy this fabric, but I don't know what to do with it. It's like I would just have some fabric and just stare at it and be like, what do I do with you? And I was like, what if I learned to sew? And, like, there's lots of good sewing tutorials. i got a sewing machine.
1: What have I learned to sew? It's easy. What? It's fun. It's I'm great. Gonna, I I learned I, how to sew in middle school because te- that's the kind of thing they used to teach you in middle school, or at least te- mine.
0: Technically, I I used to sew as a kid. I used to hem my um, dr- dresses for my aunt and my grandmother for money.
1: Wow. <laughs> okay.
0: I used to hand clean floors and sew dresses for money. Um <laughs> Like I was a little. The fuck is that? What the fuck is that? Look, I know I bring these things on you. I used to get a dollar for hand washing Little orphan nanny. I used to get a dollar for washing. <laughs> and I forget how much I got, but they used to let me. They let me, a child, hem their dresses. I'm just thinking back on this now that I was like, wait a minute. Did they let me hem their dresses? Because I definitely did it. What the fuck is that? My mother taught me how to do the stitch and I used to and I used to hem their dresses.
1: Well, it'll all come back to you then.
0: Um, and technically, I passed a hand sewing test in a like costuming class in college.
1: Well, just wait till you learn that they've made machines that do it now.
0: Yeah, I just never I never machine sew stitch. Sewed. It's fine. Anyway, I just want to say you're like looking great stitch. today.
1: Hey, you know what, Maureen? So are you.
0: Like we're a lot, you have a nice shirt, like a really nice shirt on. Wearing I got makeup a nice
1: shirt. on. Yeah, you got makeup. The first thing I said when you mm-hmm. popped in was, wow, you're looking nice today.
0: I think what you said was, wow, you're not such a dirty skank today.
1: I didn't actually say that. That might be what you heard. Mm-hmm. That's not what I
0: said. That's what I said. To I myself. simply
1: complimented how clean you look.
0: The weather is crisp. It rained all day yesterday. I My hair got soaked through three times. But I, I got, it's like back to school, Dan. Where it's like finally mid-September. Officially, it's cool. It's crisp. We're dressed up. We're sitting upright. We've got our new notebooks. We've got our pencils. Pencils and our bins and everything we need. Welcome back to Slausu. Yeah, it's back to school time. <laughs> Welcome. To says, who, there? Yeah. to says who, the podcast that isn't a podcast.
1: Scoping strategy. I'm Dan Sinker.
0: I'm Maureen Jathan.
1: You are looking real fancy today.
0: Look, I just want to apologize for last week. No. I just had a root canal, and it turns out I was a lot higher than I knew.
1: No regrets, baby. No surrender.
0: I was high as balls. No. I, between what I had taken before bef- the procedure and what they gave to me, I was I was not like out of my mind, but I was a lot groggier and higher than I
1: thought. Yeah. And I so. was, in fact, extremely tired.
0: We were at a low. But look at us this week. We've really come back. I
1: know. I'm we're- home, Maureen. Yeah. I home. I think that we did one episode when I've been home in forever, yeah, I have never felt so thankful to be home after the summer of travel that was then followed immediately, like one week later by even more travel, which was then followed by more travel. Mm. I'm finally home. It is uh, one of the things about doing as many different jobs as I do. It turns out that's tricky. When all you have is a little 15 inch laptop that yeah. uh, currently it's fun little thing is it likes to turn its screen off every now and then just to keep me on my toes. That's great. I love it. It's really fun. But uh, I am thrilled to be home. I'm thrilled for you. Thanks. And I'm all and I, I do. Hi, this is a nice shirt. I'm wearing a nice shirt. I had to talk to a class before we uh, before we got on.
0: I have a meeting after this about Death at Morning House, the new book.
1: Well, so is got, it about changing the name to Morning at Death House? Uh, yes. That's what I thought.
0: It's a pre-pub meeting where you talk about all the marketing and the, you know, stuff like that.
1: Whoa, whoa, or, whoa, look who's oh, fancy yeah. and has pre-pub meetings. That's
0: right. That's right. Uh, uh, you know, I have look, that's why I wear a little top hat.
1: Um, the last book I did the meeting was it was not a pre-pub meeting it was a post-pub meeting where I was like hey I've done a whole bunch of stuff what are you doing and they were like we're not doing shit and I was like cool
0: oh, oh I've definitely listen Dan I've had those meetings too or lack of there- thereof I've had Dan I have had crazy shit happen to me over the years I've had I believe it I've had some lows if you're in publishing you know be prepared to be humbled it's true Unless you're a certain type of guy in which no matter what you do, you will be just be vaunted. You know, it's just a thing.
1: Yep. Those it's guys. Just, it's
0: just, yeah, like, every once in a while in publishing, a guy will come and all of publishing will be like, a guy? How, how amazing that he's deigned to do this. <laughs> uh, but I'm not going to get into that,
1: Dan. Speaking I- of low points, Maureen. Yep. I believe that you have a little sick boy at home.
0: So Oscar went... So the day I I came back from my root canal, I stretched on the sofa and fell asleep behind Oscar, who was, I think, playing a video game, which he has to do for a living, so he has to... Yeah. He can get away with that. Um, And I was literally curled up behind him because I was like, I'm just going to lay here for a second behind you before you go. And then he left. I was like, see you later. Have fun in Sweden. And he had to go to Sweden. And he got back on, at midnight on Friday and was like, he hadn't slept much. A, because yeah. it was like a two-day trip to Sweden,
1: basically. That'll do it.
0: And they'd had an event and a party till 4 a.m. S- Sweden time. He yep. got three hours of sleep, then got up to get on and, like, to go to the airport to catch a flight home. So That he had sounds vis- a
1: lot like the most recent trip I took to Sweden.
0: Uh, he, he just had no, like, and he'd only been sleeping a couple hours a night, like, in general. Like, it yeah. just, he was so... Exhausted, he could barely talk. And when he got into bed, he was like, "I think I might have a fever." But he was so tired, like he could have done anything. Like, I think I've grown wings or something. But I was like, "Okay." I woke up in the morning and I was like, "I'll just take your temperature." And I got out the little beepy thing. We have a notoriously unreliable beepy thermometer. Yeah,
1: I love the way that they've they've improved thermometers by making them completely unreliable now.
0: Oh, like this thing was all over the charts. And finally, I was like, "I'm gonna go buy one of those fifteen dollars ones that always tells the right temperature." Yeah. So I took his temperature and it was almost 102. And I was like, mm. I got out the COVID tests. I was like, Where are your COVID tests? And they were in his bag. And I, I handed it to him. And then it popped right up. I was like, My dude, you have COVID. And he's never had COVID before. All this time, it finally, and he it was like, Really? I was like, Yeah, you have COVID. Like, it's not a shock. <laughs> like, you just went to a huge event with like 450 people or something. It's, it's really not a surprise that you have COVID. Um, so I was like okay. So I've been exposed. Whether or not I'm going to develop it is like I I really should start. I was I did one test and I was negative, but honestly it's too soon like really tomorrow I'll start testing, but yeah. Bro, so basically we have a be- back bedroom and bathroom, so he's in there. I was like, okay. So he went and took a bath. I was like go in the bathroom, he took a bath. I masked up. I like Pulled everything out of the out of the bedroom, like all of his dirty clothes. Suitcase emptied. I stripped the bed. I put fresh sheets on. Like I basically whipped around that room. I created like a drink station with ice water and glasses and a mask and like everything he needed. And I was like, okay, like you're gonna basically live in here. Now. <laughs> and um, I ordered off, like I have to say, off Amazon, a little folding like tray for food, like for to eat in bed. Mm-hmm. And so for the last since Saturday he's in there. I make him food and I bring it in. I put on a little, so, you know, he, I, I just walked the dog, came back in before this, made him a soup and a sandwich and I bring it in. I'm like, here's your soup and your sandwich and your spoon and your napkin. And, you know, I make sure he has fresh coffee or tea or whatever he needs. And then I, I'm always masked. I have, a, I put a hook on the bat in the bedroom door. So all I have to do is grab my mask, mask up, go in, boom, you know, come out, scrub, you know, scrub my hands. Um, you know, I've, I've done, and I have a air filter running in there. We got, we're, we're venting out the room. We're kind of doing everything we can, but he is just back there. He's got his own bathroom and his own bed. Like he's just, so I sleep in the office and basically no. he, I have a bed in my office. So I sleep, I've been sleeping in here and, um, I made him like special stuff. I was like, I made you like a beef stew. Cause I, said, I don't really cook meat. I was like, I made you beef yeah. stew. And so basically he's, he hasn't really had too much of a fever He's had a lot okay. of sweating. Like this version, I had them too. Like they give, gives you crazy night sweats.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm a crying too fever. You're gonna be sweating it up.
0: He never got a fever after that. It it went down and it hasn't gone back up. Oh, okay. so basically he's had a normal temperature. Yeah, maybe a little bit high. He's yeah. tired. I was like, you just have to stay in bed no matter what, yeah. no matter how you feel. I need you to be as lazy as possible. Yeah. The entire key to this is rest beyond the point where you think you need to rest. Right. So basically, he's finally getting like a week off. He's in there. I, he's like watching videos and playing video games on his computer. And I was like, "Do not check in with work if you can. Like, you need to rest." Yeah. And then he eats soup and has sandwiches and drinks water. And he, I, I went out a couple hours yesterday, and he came out in the living room for a little bit, and then went back in. But basically, <laughs> we just text each other. Fun. But he like he's he's doing okay. I'm not yeah, happy well, that good. he has. I wish he hadn't got COVID, but sure. he did.
1: Um, well, I hope that he turns the corner soon.
0: He's he is doing okay. Like yeah. he's not super. Like he's not as sick as I was at all. Well, that's
1: good because you were real sick. Remember that?
0: I was pretty sick. He really doesn't. Aside from very low temperature, and yeah. he's been normal temp the last two days. Okay, so basically, he's just sitting in bed eating soup.
1: Well, that's not a bad way to be.
0: I'm like, that's your job right now.
1: That's a even good job. if you have
0: even if you feel okay, your job is to sit in bed and eat soup. The well, way that you treat COVID is rest. You rest, and ha- you think you've rested enough? You've not rested enough. Rest, rest, more. rest
1: more. I think that this is a good opportunity for a couple public service announcements. One, there's a whole new COVID shot. Go get it. It's I, I
0: I need mine, but I'm I wondering. Just
1: checked uh, the Walgreens. Has uh, they very specifically have a little thing that says it's the new one. So that's handy in case you're signing up and don't know whether it's the new one or the old one. It says it's the new one. The Walgreens, at least certainly by me, they seem to have basically the next day. If you want an appointment, you can get it right away. Also, this came to my attention uh, from someone else on Instagram, but the National Institute for Health has a little thing that they're doing called Test to Treat, which is at Test numeral two treat.org, where if you sign up, they'll send you COVID tests for free. Really? Yes. And they'll also do some sort of e health appointment if you are sick, and then they'll send you Paxlovid for free.
0: Wait, what is this? Tell me the address.
1: Test two numeral two treat.org. So, yeah, it's like a real thing. I signed oh, wow. up for it. Yeah. This is like great. a whole thing. Yeah, I know.
0: Oh, wow. So I'm go get this.
1: Go get yours, people.
0: I will say, because I had to go out and buy a whole bunch of tests Um, that I was a little bit resentful. Yeah, because I had to like I needed to buy tests for him and test for me. I always keep tests in the house, but mm-hmm. we basically run down to the last two or something. Yeah. But I was like, OK, so I bought four boxes of tests and that's $100.
1: Yeah, it's bullshit.
0: I mean, it's they should be free and falling from the sky.
1: They but if should. we ha- if we have to pay for them, they should be like a dollar. Boy, remember how we've had this conversation a thousand times?
0: I think it's and what I was, what I was thinking is, wow, I'm really lucky I can afford the $100 mm-hmm. to buy all these tests that we're going to need to take him to find out when he's done and me to find out if I have it.
1: Right. This is like
0: the bare minimum. Like,
1: It's straight bullshit.
0: Fucking, and it's the same test. They are literally the same test I was buying in England. Yeah. So the tests here that are $12 each because they're, they're $23.99 a box for two. Right. So they're $12 each. Those same tests are two pounds each in England. Yeah. Same make and model. Yep. It's, Okay, I'm not going to go into it. I'm just saying it's, that there's so much profiting off of
1: COVID. Yeah, I'm just saying go to test2treat. dot org. A like, hundred, Dan. I'm going to do it. Get that shit. I mean, I think they only send you like eight tests or something, but still, it's better than nothing.
0: I mean, also we checked to see if um he should have Paxlovid, and the doctor said, you know, like he he doesn't like to give it out if people don't have like under you know. He like he gave it to me because I was very sick and I had so, yeah. I have an underlying condition, so he immediately yeah. gave it to me. He's like, with him, he's like, if you really wanted it, I would give it to you, but like, yeah, I think that maybe he can like go without it.
1: Yeah, when Janice got it, her doc was like, nope, which was surprising. But
0: oh yeah, they, with yeah, and with me, he was like, you got to take Paxil and immediately get in your body.
1: Yeah. <sighs>
0: can you anyway. believe this shit?
1: Yeah, but go get that shot. Granted, I don't think think it's free anymore, but if you've got insurance, I think it's free. And if if you don't have insurance, I'm going to be willing to wager that most major cities have free initiatives still. I
0: I think I have to wait until I'm clear of this exposure.
1: Yeah, that would make sense. Not me, though. I got to go get it done. I got to go get it done. Maybe I'll sign up right now. Maybe I'll do it live. Okay. Let's do it. greens. Dot Co- .com
0: A lot of people I know have covid right now.
1: Schedule vaccines. That's not my zip code. Okay, that is. It's for an individual.
0: Okay, this is happening.
1: Yeah, we're doing I'm this. We're doing this.
0: Test to treat
1: then. Okay. Let's mm-hmm. hear mm-hmm. it. This- Email Are we really going to keep this mm-hmm. in? Mm-hmm. Okay. okay check go. that box. Uh, let's David do it. Oh, look, I'm going to get the Flu COVID nineteen very specifically says updated vaccine. Nice. I'm gonna get the flu too while I'm at it. Sweet. Next. Oh, look at that. Right down the street from me. It Thursday is just like a blinking light of openings. I'm doing this. Doing this. Going for let's call it twelve thirty PM. Thursday. That's right. The twenty first. Book appointment. Did it. Great live. I'm set getting that shot and I'm getting a flu shot, too. It's that time of year, too. Anyway, morning, COVID. Dan, I'm
0: going to say something very briefly. And I want to I just want to shout out that to anybody I am not. You don't have anything to worry about with this because all I'm doing is mentioning a a news story in in no way. Zero, zero, zero details. No, don't worry. This is a no worry situation. Uh, A big news story came out a couple days ago in the UK. Uh, They announced there's a show called Dispatches, and it was a joint investigation between Channel 4, I think the Times, and somewhere else. Okay. They were all working on this story for four years. And they said, we're coming out with a major story about a celebrity and some very serious uh, sexual assault allegations. That's all I'm saying about it. That's that's it. That's the whole thing. Um, But they... It came out and the person uh, involved is Russell Brand, who is a very, very famous UK comedian, certainly in the UK. Um, but it was in a bunch of movies here, too, and sort of was doing all this stuff out in the open. Like it was kind of his thing. Yeah. And, um, and, the, sh- and the, doc- they, the show that was so there was a story in the Times and a documentary news doc show on Channel 4 like the same day. So because it was this big joint investigation because everybody knew, but everybody was afraid to say something because it's scary. Yeah. And um, so Russell Brand went from being this comedian. He famously had a problem with he had a substance abuse disorder and a sex addiction. Okay. And very publicly did a lot of also just shitty things. Yeah. Just like shitty things. Yeah. And was real inappropriate, like beyond inappropriate. But it was all his thing. And then he became a YouTube guru. Okay. He's a new YouTube guru. He has this thing called The Trues instead of The News. Mm, and it's basically a conspiracy channel. Oh, perfect. And he does a lot of like ice bathing and.
1: Mm, fun. He, I hadn't he, thought of that guy in a long time because he always struck me as a real dick.
0: He's sort of like um, like a hippie Joe Rogan. No.
1: Yeah, fun. Perfect. Great.
0: But basically what he's been doing for years is doing the, is preparing, like creating a channel. He had to know this was coming. Like yeah. there's no way he didn't know this was coming. And I, it seems pretty clear that what he did was set up a channel that's like, don't trust the news. And the day he found out the allegations were coming out, he made this wide-eyed video that was basically like, I, I deny all these allegations and this is just, can you tell the media is trying to shut me up? Fun. Um, listen, if you really feel the need to have an ice bathing conspiracy scarecrow in your life, in your YouTube life, you have other choices. Many. Like if that's something really important to you, like there's lots of, there's lots of jabronis and hosers out there that you could, you know, be watching if you really need to get that fix in your life. Yeah. This guy has been, as the, the title says in plain sight and being in plain sight is a known tactic. And I will say that a lot of people in publishing thought when they said there was going to be a big announcement about a comedian celebrity, like I uh, thought it was going to be about somebody else. So yeah. um, I'm not going into stuff that I know about. I'm just saying like, I have seen this, before, in my life, more than once. Yeah. Also, the I'm a guru now train is never late. You can't be mad at me. I'm a spiritual person now. You can't right. be mad at me. I'm a this now. Yeah. The one I knew in my real life uh, who did a bunch of stuff like this, uh, he's like an online preacher now. Oh, perfect. That, But he has like two followers or something. But I'm like, that train is never late. Yeah. It's never late. Which is not to say that I don't believe in redemption. I just... No, I believe in uh, responsibility, yeah, and not just becoming a uh, charlatan, huckster, right.
1: not just shifting your piece of shitness from one you to another.
0: Yeah, yeah. Responsibility is like a big part of all that. Yeah. So you know what? Get fucked, uh, Russell Brand.
1: <laughs> and uh, accurate they, to me.
0: And people were afraid, and now because when these stories break, people get courage and. Looks like somebody has filed charges. More people have gotten in touch. That story is just going to get bigger and bigger. But this yeah. is how it happens. People need courage because going up against even people that aren't famous is frightening. It's that's very true. scary. And you get pushed back and people tell you to shut up. Yep. Anyway, that's all I'm saying about it. I hope that was okay with everybody. Um, I'm not talking about it anymore. We're going to just take a big whoosh. I just wiped it away, Dan. It's gone. I just want to acknowledge what that have, I've been really kind of fascinated and furious and happy that there's a story broke. But I'm like, that's
1: good news. Yeah.
0: So. Uh, fuck
1: that guy. Fuck that guy. Well, Maureen Johnson. Yep. When we last spoke. Hey, you were real high on mm. root canal drugs. Yes. And I was real tired from a very busy work week in northern Kentucky. And uh, and you dropped on me that an impeachment had been announced by Kevin McCarthy.
0: I just want to apologize again for that
1: against Joe Biden, which literally took my breath away. Yeah, As, uh, I re- the guy that writes an impeachment.fyi newsletter, I was suddenly faced with the question of is this thing real? Is this not real? Do I need to now add an 18th job onto the, what had already been a very busy day? Yeah, I decided to take a wait and see approach since the only thing that had happened was this announcement, there did not seem to be any actual mechanisms moving forward. And now we are a week later, and I kind of feel like maybe we hallucinated that that happened because I haven't heard shit about this impeachment ever since.
0: Well, Dad, how do you feel?
1: I mean, I feel like I made the right decision, not immediately Mm -hmm. setting up a new uh, newsletter. Maybe this will happen. We will talk about some of the additional... uh, Some of the additional... Uh, factors that are influencing Kevin McCarthy. But in between then and now, there has been another indictment, Maureen, Mm -hmm. against none other than Hunter Biden, Mm. public citizen. Okay. (sighs) He's been indicted by the Department of Justice by a special counsel that was, uh, that was announced not that long ago. The indictment is three charges of lying about drug use when buying a handgun in 2018 in Delaware. Mm-hmm. At the time, he had admitted to struggling with the crack addiction. Now, Maureen Johnson, you might be asking yourself, wait a second. You can be turned down for a handgun purchase in America because you use drugs? It seems unlikely. It does seem unlikely, doesn't it? And in fact, the Associated Press in their article about this notes that these charges are, quote, rarely filed as standalone counts. And a federal appeals court recently found the measure he was charged under is unconstitutional since... My understanding of shitbags uh, definition of the Second Amendment is you can't restrict uh, gun ownership in any way. I would assume that since uh, crack wasn't around when the founding fathers were, were around, that would be found to be not a real reason to deny someone a gun anyway. It is weird because this is America and you can buy a gun all sorts of ways. It don't involve filling out a form that makes you say whether or not you're actively using drugs.
0: You could be three kids in a trench coat and buy a gun.
1: Yes. It's very easy to buy a gun in America. For those of you that don't know, uh, there are federally licensed gun dealers which have to follow federal gun law. And then there's everyone else because you can sell a gun in America... Without having any license whatsoever, it's a very broad loophole called hobbyists, where you can, your your hobby can be selling guns, which is a pretty fun hobby to have. Maybe you should do that instead of sewing, Maureen. <laughs> Get hmm. into selling guns. <sighs> I hate it. Anyway, this is some dumb shit. Yeah. But don't think the the Republicans didn't do a little first victory lap and then uh, complaining that it wasn't enough because somehow Joe Biden's son is uh, important in some way. But get excited because it will probably mean a federal trial for Joe Biden's son during the election year that Joe Biden is running in alongside four trials for Donald Trump. So good stuff. Great. Meanwhile, Maureen. Okay. The impeachment that maybe was announced last week or maybe wasn't was largely introduced to assuage the far right in the House who are threatening to cost Kevin McCarthy his speakership <coughs> over the upcoming federal budget battle that needs to be sorted out by the end of the month. The end of the month, I should point out, is like next week.
0: Don't do not say this to me, Don.
1: Do you know how much I have to write? <laughs> how not dare much? you? Dare How A couple dare of emails. you? How dare you? Uh, you probably don't have much to write. I've been uh, alongside you the last seven years, Maureen. Speaking of which, just the other day was our seven-year anniversary. We did it. And I will say that you never have a lot to write near that the train, deadline the, rolls The up. deadline
0: train is never late, Dan, but I am.
1: You're always right on time. Uh, I'm it's like... just that the people that set the deadline set them wrong.
0: I am like some sort of silent film cartoon character that's like clinging, like that jumps on the train as it's like, and I'm, I'm getting dragged along, I'm clinging to it. That's me. That's me.
1: Anyway, Maureen, Kevin McCarthy's attempt to capitulate to the worst people in the house didn't pay off. Your feel good article of the week is from Politico entitled, quote, House GOP and open warfare over doomed spending bill. Which you love to hear just begins, I'm only going to read the first two paragraphs of this thing, as House Republicans began ripping apart their party's latest spending proposal on a conference call their own leaders held to promote it. The plan's two main defenders had to hang up the phone. They had flights to catch. Representatives Dusty Johnson, who represents centerists, and Brian Donalds, who negotiated for conservatives, thought they had found a deal that would at least unite the fractious GOP, even if it wouldn't pass the Senate and avert a shutdown. Minutes after Johnson and Donald's left Sunday night, left that Sunday night conference call, however, their work imploded with a half dozen House conservatives railing against it. It's good stuff. The House majority is only four seats. I believe when they first got it, it was five. Now it's four. They basically need everyone to pass anything without Democratic votes. Now you would think... That the easy thing to do would be create a budget that lines up with some Democrats, since it has to pass through the Senate as well. Uh, But they can't do that because the Freedom Caucus has told McCarthy that if he relies on Democrats to vote for anything, they'll throw him out from being Speaker. So now that he's sort of announced an impeachment of Biden, you can't imagine that there's a single Democrat that would even lift a finger to save his ass. So... Who could have predicted this back in January, Maureen, when it took 15 rounds of voting to elect him speaker? (laughs) Oh, boy. Because these same people kept fucking around and he kept finding out. Yeah. It's weird. It's weird. Weird. Who could have known?
0: Well, Dan, Hmm? that's not all that happened this
1: week. No, but I will say I just got an email back from Walgreens saying my appointment is confirmed. Nice one. upset. It's not all that happened this week. Speaking of fucking around, Maureen. hmm Really? Lauren Boebert was kicked out of a Denver production of Beetlejuice the Musical, which honestly, the best possible promotion of Beetlejuice the Musical I could possibly ever imagine. I don't know that I would go to Beetlejuice the musical, but hey, if you were going... I would go. I like Beetlejuice. I like Beetlejuice. I don't know it needed to be a musical. Uh, Besides uh, the, like, Harry Belafonte scene.
0: I mean, there's a lot of musicals I don't want to go to. In general, I don't want to go. But I feel like there could be some dark, fun opportunities with that
1: one. I guess. Have they made a musical of Edward Scissorhands? I'd go to an Edward Scissorhands movie. That feels hmm. like a little more... Got a lot of like good I want songs in that one. I think. Mm. I wonder if they've done that. That feels like I don't think so.
0: No, I think I would know about that. I think I would know, Dan.
1: Someone would have told me. No, there is a musical. There is. Was it on Broadway? Was it like this? Is very confusing. No, there is a contemporary dance adaptation, Hmm? which would be amazing. I bet.
0: Dan, I once went to a musical. I got tickets to a preview. So before it opened for Dracula, the musical, this was a long time ago. Okay. I was in like the, one of the press showings. This was, I wish I could find out if they, anybody has any recording of it. It was so hilariously, hilariously bad. It never, I don't think it, op- I think it opened maybe one night or maybe it didn't open at all because it was so bad. There was a scene in which I think it was Mina singing about Dracula. And then there's like, then she just, there was like a flash, and then all of her clothes fly off. All of her clothes were wired, and they just go, Poof, and like her clothes fly sure. off. And we all started laughing. So it's still the funniest thing I have ever seen on a stage. So anyway, Dan, there's Lauren Bobert. She's, she's, she's kicking back. She's going to Beetlejuice the musical in Denver. She says yeah. she's
1: she's in the ro- she's going to the road show. She she is she is at the musical. So this happened now, I think about a week and a half ago, where word came out that she had been ushered out. Pretty much immediately, her staff and her campaign staff uh, issued statements, basically, you know, writing it all off. Uh, That she had, I believe, the the I believe her camp or not her campaign, her congressional staff issued a statement that they could, quote, confirm the stunning and salacious rumors in her personal time. Congresswoman Lauren Boebert is indeed a supporter of the performing arts. And then they added in parentheses, gasp with an exclamation point. But the rumors at the time were that she had been vaping. And using a phone. And then when asked to leave, kind of gave a do you know who I am kind of bullshit uh, response at, while being escorted out by security.
0: There was also a report that she was drunk. And that, I mean,
1: I think that that all lines up. Yes.
0: <laughs> but there's apparently a pregnant woman sitting behind her.
1: Right. There was a and, pregnant woman sitting behind her.
0: And she was... knew all
1: of this because uh, while they attempted to tamp down. Uh, by simply writing it off or laughing it off. I believe she also issued a statement that t- said she was just boisterously enjoying the musical or some bullshit like that. And then, of course, security camera footage from inside the theater, which is uh, pointed toward the audience, was leaked to Denver news sources.
0: I think we all just found out that that, that exists now, by the way.
1: Right. I was like, oh, I mean, I guess it makes sense. It's kind of creepy, but it makes sense. But anyway, the video showed her clearly vaping, showed her actively ignoring the pregnant woman behind her who leaned forward at least a couple of times to ask her to knock that shit off, uh, showed her and her her gentleman friend taking selfies with a flash in the (coughs) middle of the, the show, uh, also showed them groping, which is great. Who doesn't want to see that? Me, that's who. I don't. More like Lauren Boobert,
0: because there's a lot of boob stuff in it.
1: There was a, a lot a, of boob stuff in and it. And a
0: lot of um, uh, uh, groinal
1: yeah. m- manipulation. A little bit, a little bit little bit. Anyway. She was,
0: basically, she was trying to make Beetlejuice.
1: Hey, now, come on. <laughs> come on. This is I'm a back. family show. No, it's not. Damn it. Could be. Could <laughs> be. Anyway, there's a series of videos. They are intercut and that sort of thing. But by the end of it, she's being walked out. She's flashing the bird at the security people that are that are walking around. So a little bit uh, harder to get around. She issues a statement. Saying, "quote There's no perfect blueprint for going through a public and difficult divorce, which over the past few months has made for a challenging personal time for me and my entire family." Now that's true. Divorces suck. Mm-hmm. There is no perfect blueprint for going through it, but I would gut, yeah, that given a hand job in the middle of Beetlejuice the musical is not one of those blueprints
0: imperfect
1: or otherwise
0: while harassing the people around you saying do you know who i am vaping trying to make trying to when the pregnant one behind you is like can you stop you tell her to shut up and and try to buy her a drink
1: yeah yeah (laughs) anyway quote i've tried to handle it with strength and grace as best i can well you know what
0: Lauren Bobert's best isn't everybody else's. You know what I mean? I was going <laughs> to say,
1: best I can is doing a lot of heavy lifting on that. Yeah. Sentence. Yeah. But I simply fell short of my values on Sunday. How do you short, fall short of Lauren Bobert values? Let's remember that her Bobert, her, her Bobert, her values had her and her husband open a Hooters like restaurant called Shooters. Where waitresses wore tight clothes and handguns in holsters.
0: I never made the Hooters-Shooters connection no. before. I thought, in my head, I was like, it was, I thought it was like guns, guns, guns or something. Like, I just not remember no. what
1: it was called. No. It was like they were wearing like tight jeans and tight shirts, little yeah. hand holsters. There's a, there's a mall near me that had a Hooters at one point. hmm and then the Hooters closed down and a whole series of Hooters like restaurants opened up in its place, mm-hmm. which it turns out they're a lot. Yeah. Because I'd yeah. be like, oh, well, something finally replaced the Hooters. What's that? And I'd look it up and I'd be like, oh, oh, who knew? Then then that would close and be like, oh, what's that? You know, I think it was like something called like Twisted Kilt opened and it was like, well, that's weird. What's that? Oh, I get it. Then uh, one called Twin Peaks opened. Which I was like a Twin Peaks themed restaurant? No, different peaks. Anyway, finally a non-Hooters-esque restaurant has opened after I would say at least three or four of them. And I just think like they are fucked. Cause who's walking in there at this point, not expecting some TNA? Dan. Hmm.
0: This may sound unrelated, but it's not. Okay. I knew a nurse once, she was uh Very, like all nurses, extremely meticulous. She was treating a patient with hep C, which is extremely contagious. Yeah. So she was following all the protocols. Like you can't touch anything. Like you have to be super, super careful. But she contracted it. Okay. And she spent all like all this time back in her head, like trying to figure out what surface she touched because she was like, and she eventually figured out it was like probably the back doorknob of, so, like she finally figured out what exact surface because it's okay. Not to be gross. It's fecal, oral transmission, which mm. means like, it just means that like, it's very easy to transmit small numbers of microbes on very small. It doesn't mean like something is super, it's it, We're talking about microscopic things and gross. the nurse, but they oh, made a joke.
1: Gross hour.
0: No, I, this is just a nursing thing. Like it, that's how <sighs> that's transmitted. But they made a joke like you wish you had like fecal vision glasses where you could just put them on and just like know where transmission sites were. But I wish this kind of those kind of goggles existed for people to put on to be like women or uh, or, you know, gender, gender horror glasses, baby, where you could just see the world for a minute in terms of bummers and like <laughs> shitty things and threats and just like stuff that's like when you're when you're like who like all this shit like if you could just go around and be like here's what it actually looks like here are the creepers the weirder's the problems all of the garbage you have to constantly noise you have to signal the noise you got to deal with um and like the hooters and the shooters of the world yeah I'm not a prude Dan. I'm really not
1: yeah I get it
0: but like just the, the, just the level of bummer. Like, yeah. how, like, God, I just remember like being in college or a teenager in college or, you know, like when I was like just starting out, I was like, you just knew that there was a certain level of bummers you had to deal with.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: There was the real scary stuff. And then there was just like the low level bummers that you were just yeah. like, I'm just going to get treated. differently.
1: I was just in Northern Kentucky doing some work with a friend of ours. And, uh, it was in a town that seemed to be 90% chain restaurants. That seemed Mm -hmm. to be the entire entirety of the town. It was 90% chain restaurants and 10% intolerance. That was the entire makeup of the town. Sweet. And uh, we were driving by one of the never ending like main drags of chain restaurants. And there was a Hooters there and all of us that were in the car went, I didn't even know those were still around. Turns out you have to go out of a city, I guess.
0: I guess i I, anyway, I, I made a joke once that I had a writer in my contract that said I exclusively eat at Hooters on tour and somebody thought <laughs> I, was telling the
1: truth. I was like, perfect. <laughs> I was like, anyway, Hooters might still be around, but Shooters is not closed last year after the landlord did not renew their lease. Lauren Boebert's congressional office was directly next door. Also didn't get their lease renewed. It is now a Mexican restaurant.
0: Uh, you know, Dan, it's not a surprise to any of us because we we already knew that Lauren Boebert is a piece of shit. So we, we were like, this was not new information to yeah. anybody. The Lauren Boebert piece of shit, not a revelation, but just the low level grossness,
1: but oh, also yeah. the
0: way to, that she's walking out doing the, do you know who I am thing? Yeah. Is just objectively funny. Yeah. It's a funny thing, like, ah, you're just a cartoon villain. Like, you're just such a dumb piece of shit. Like, the two of them, the way they're, like, trying to scratch, and she and Marjorie Taylor Greene trying to scratch each other's eyes out and, like, trying to have a competition for which one of them is, like, lower rent. Yeah. Stupider. Like, just, it's so gross.
1: The fun thing is you will remember that Lauren Boebert almost lost her election. Yeah. Uh, Last fall. I think she finally ended up winning by 800 votes. It took about a week before they could finally officially declare it. Same guys running against her. Remember the house is every two years. So, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's pretty, pretty frequent. Anyway, he seems to, uh, you know, obviously be capitalizing on this as much as he can.
0: Yeah. I would, if, if I were him, I'd just be like, I would just play that on repeat everywhere. I'd be like, how
1: Beetlejuice and Beetlejuice the musical, Maureen.
0: Uh, I'm gonna go with a normal musical amount. I'm gonna say
1: uh, twelve. Eighteen. <laughs> That's a lot of songs.
0: I'm writing a musical right now, Dad. At
1: is this for the pantomime for yes. the local? Now it's a musical too?
0: It's always been a musical. They sing songs. Oh boy. But I love to write song lyrics. And I have to say I've written a scene that is like better than it has any right to be. I am genuinely proud of it.
1: Those of you that may not know, Maureen is right. In addition to the, what is it? Five books you're currently contracted for. It's not important right now. Is writing the local children's pantomime for the town that Oscar is from.
0: That's right. I'm writing a murder mystery pantomime. Also the, when he was gone, I watched like hours of pantomime at night. And that is it's a lot of that both like professional and community.
1: (laughs) Sure. When do you think in Beetlejuice the musical, they first perform the banana boat song?
0: Fourth song.
1: No, right before the break, uh, uh, right before intermission. Okay. And then they, then they do a, then, then it ends the, ends the whole thing too.
0: I do. It seemed to, I thought it came pretty far into the movie. So
1: yeah. But that's they want they want the crowd going in intermission hyped.
0: Yeah, of course. And then you ending
1: do. singing.
0: Jump in the line, Rocky Body yeah. End Time. Okay. Yeah, I believe. So it's you.
1: it's Jump in the Line and Deo both going, going at the end.
0: Oh, that's uh, right. There are two songs. The Jump in the Line is a different song.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There's well, a then. song called Say My Name, sung by Beetlejuice. Sure. I'm not the, feeling this at all. Dan, also... Maybe it's those, great. I mean, it might be. I mean, Dorn Bobert liked it. A little too much. A little too much.
0: Also, our friend Rudy Giuliani is being sued by his former lawyers.
1: He sure is. For
0: unpaid legal bills. Yeah. Dan, we are coming into the fall ready. Are we? I think we're as ready as we can be. Like, today we look like we have sharpened our pencils.
1: We do. We look sharp today.
0: Last week we looked like we had eaten our pencils, but like this week we have sharpened them, and you know the fall. Truly, this fall I'm thinking like school year, like two semester kind of thing. Mm -hmm. This fall is like the real prep work. It's like we're doing all of the preliminary coursework for the lab work of next of next uh, next semester.
1: That sounds. You know, this
0: is the preliminary, although. It does appear that Cheesebro and, um, is it Sydney Powell, mm-hmm. their trials in terms of the uh, case in
1: uh, D.C.? Yeah.
0: Uh, will be happening in October? Yep. No, no, Georgia,
1: Georgia. Uh, yeah, in Georgia. Looking right now. They're... Uh... 900 prospective jurors are being directed to appear in a Fulton County courtroom next month for the first trial. Cheesebro and Powell are scheduled to go to trial on October 23rd. Woof.
0: Cheesebro and Powell sounds like a rejected 80s cop show title. (laughs) (laughs) Cheesebro is the one who's by the book, but Powell...
1: So Powell and Cheesebro successfully asked for their cases to be separated from the other 19 defendants, but the judge has denied a request to separate Powell and Cheesebro. Can you imagine Maureen mm-hmm. being like, "Hey, you know what? I'm Kenneth Cheesebro, legal genius. I'm gonna call. Uh, I'm gonna call the bluff of the Georgia, uh, Fulton County State's Attorney, or Fulton County DA, and I'm gonna ask for this thing early." And ha jokes on them. And then next thing you know, you're fucking stuck with Sidney Powell. So we're going to get a little taster. A woman that Donald Trump has called crazy. <laughs> That's your (laughs) co-defendant.
0: It's like your co-defendant is the Tasmanian devil. (laughs) It's
1: like, yeah, it's like you're running a three-legged race with (laughs) fucking cadaver or something.
0: (laughs) I like her spitting and snarling and her head spinning around next you And he just, I made a mistake. It's you and me all the way. It's like they're chained together, been handcuffed together in a buddy comedy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's like the end of Thelma and Louise, but going over the cliff. But it's the it clown sitting next to you.
0: <laughs> so, Dan, there's so much coming. And I just feel like we're going to have this look about us. Let's fall. Like, we're going to get it together. I'm going to finish all these books and stuff. And we're going to do all these things. Because we're going to do all the prep work because when this shit hits starting in January, mm-hmm. we're going to fall apart so quickly. Oh, yeah. Like, it's going to be so shambolic that by by May, we're going to start talking and our fingers will just start randomly falling off for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> our eyes will keep popping out of the sockets and we'll just slap them back in because we'll be used to it. by That's <laughs> <So> how <laughs> I think we're going to feel. You're gonna be sitting there, you have one tooth left in your head, and you're gonna be like, and you're gonna you're only gonna be wearing half a pair of glasses. The other yeah. half will be mysteriously gone. You'll have one tooth left, and you'll be like, Well, here I am. We got four suits going at once, and we're so close now to the, to the election. <laughs> and we're gonna laugh about how we were just right how we are right now. Wearing clothes, talking in full sentences, brushing our hair. It's going to be so far from our experience. Yeah. We're going to have fewer bits of our spine.
1: I I appreciate that it seemed like you were beginning to say funeral.
0: No, yeah. just Funeral
1: bits of our spine.
0: Eating scotch tape. (laughs) Just a mess.
1: Yeah. It's accurate. I think that's entirely accurate.
0: So I like how hilariously... For us, by the way, I'm just wearing a t-shirt and some makeup. So we're acting like... But I mean, I feel like this is basically us wearing a suit. <laughs> you know,
1: oh, yeah. I'm literally wearing all the same clothes that I normally wear, except I have a shirt that buttons.
0: Right. It's like we're wearing tuxedo printed t-shirts.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, or, or maybe even more accurately, it's like we're wearing t-shirts that say printed on them tuxedo printed (laughs) t-shirt
0: we're not ready dan i feel like feel like i'm just a weird robed and hooded character that walks through streets going we're not ready for what's coming (laughs) none of us are ready for what's coming (sighs) because it's so easy to try to forget that these four cases and the election are coming
1: Remember seven years ago when two no. dumbasses were like, Well, this is awful. This moment in time is terrible. But it'll pass. But the th- good things are on the horizon. This episode
0: of says who has been made possible by our naivete.
1: For real. It's true. <laughs> and
0: you. Through our support of our th- Patreon. Th- through our
1: naivete and our unwillingness to uh end things. <laughs> Let me, let me just tell you a quick, a quick anecdote that I realized told me a lot about myself mm-hmm. very recently, Maureen. I, uh, as has been discussed a bit on the Town Watch, my whole family has become obsessed with British Premier League football. And it has become an obsession enough that I've begun playing the game Football Manager, where you manage a football team. First of all, the greatest game for me that has ever been made because the entire interface is checking your email and using calendars. (laughs) I fucking love it. That is the whole game. Check your email, respond to emails, follow up on emails, and make sure you're on a calendar. It's great. Oh, my God. Anyway, so I signed up uh, to manage the football team that your friend... John Green is involved with AFC Wimbledon mm-hmm. and I did that largely because that uh, seemed fine like they weren't too high up in the league so I was like I'm going to be fine and so I, I managed AFC Wimbledon in game years for two years which I will point out that the team was like how did you get through two years of that game so quickly and I'm like I don't know it's because I played it constantly anyway because it's just email <laughs> anyway so I managed to move them up a league, which was a, like a big deal. That's great. And then and then I did another two years with them. And, uh, and then I think I did four in-game years with them. And then I got a job offer from another team. Actually, I began to get job offers throughout the game. And <laughs> I would always turn them down because I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm loyal to this team. I'm going to stick with this team. We're going to see this through. I'm going to go gosh. all the way. I can't believe this. And then year five came through. And I get offered a job, and the budget is really good, and all of that. And I'm like, maybe I should take it. And Maureen, I just want to back up. This is a game. There's no, there are no real people in it. There are no anything. And the amount of emotional strain that I put myself under as to whether because it was also in the middle of the season, right? So I'm like, well, I can't just leave them in the middle of the season. Like we're, we're doing. I actively hurt myself laboring over whether I should accept this job. I finally was like, wait, you know what? It's a, it's a game. I can do this. I don't have to be loyal to something forever in a game at least. I'll try it. And so I accepted. I immediately felt terrible. And I also made it contingent that I could finish out the season. They agreed. But I still feel bad about it. But I learned so much about myself in that and explained so much about my life. Because I really was like, wait, but no, I'm with them. I'm going to be letting them down. The people are going to feel like I walked away from a thing. Anyway. this is That's Dan's therapy lesson. Oh, my God.
0: Or do they make video games about people that buy organizers?
1: Because... If only you knew someone in the games industry. He's sick in bed. True. Anyway, Says Who is made possible by you through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who, where every Sunday you get this all over again if you want it. But why wouldn't you want it for 5 or $10 a month? $10 a month also gets you a sticker in the mail. I have to make this month stickers after this. Anyway... Our theme music is performed by Ted Leo. Our logo is designed by Darth. You can contact us at Says Who Podcast on Twitter. You can email it, hey, that's A G Y at Says Who Also, Says Who at OMFG.town on Mastodon. You can join the discussion on Facebook at Slash Group Slash Says Our Facebook group is moderated by Janice Dillard. There's also a fan-run Discord server at tinyurl.com who Discord, And you can spread the word, subscribe, leave stars and reviews on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever it is that you can listen. And you can join us next Wednesday, September 27th, just a couple of days from the end of this month of September, for our very next episode from my basement, finally, back in Chicago. I am Dan Sinker.
0: Did I tell you I saw a dead wet rat outside yesterday morning it when sounds I was like in the you, rain?
1: You could just say, did I tell you I went out of my apartment yesterday.
0: I've never seen a dead rat outside, though. It was a good-looking rat. Looked well-fed. Nice okay. shiny coat. Yeah. But it was pouring rain, and there was just a dead rat. There. <laughs> I was out in the rain, trying to get the dog to go to the bathroom. <laughs> I was like, we're not going back in until you go to the bathroom. But she's like, I hate this. I'm not going. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never leaving, Dad, because we have trash cans here now. The city mm-hmm. is so proud of these trash cans. Have
1: you seen what? one yet? Uh, no, yeah, see, it's worth asking those kinds of questions.
0: I think maybe I saw one.
1: This is this is why I did some investigative work. They're so, willing to ask the hard questions they're like, so proud do of they exist? I think they do, mm-hmm. and
0: I think only restaurants are just supposed to use them or something.
1: Okay, yeah, that sounds right. I think
0: everyone else could just throw their shit out the
1: window. <laughs> sounds right.
0: From the best city in the goddamn world, I'm right, (laughs) Sutton.
1: This has been Says Who. I felt so guilty for quitting this imaginary football team.
0: We need a lot of help, but I think we're doing okay. Are we? It's a coping strategy.